Well, I have a question tonight. We'll answer this question. Is it wrong to enjoy this life? Is it wrong to enjoy this life? And we looked at Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse 18. Ecclesiastes 2 and verse 18. Yea, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun, because I should leave it under the man that shall be after me. And who knoweth whether he shall be a wise man or a fool? Yet shall he have rule over all my labor, wherein I have labored, and wherein I have showed myself wise under the sun. This is also vanity. Therefore I went about to cause my heart to despair of all the labor which I took under the sun. For there is a man whose labor is in wisdom and in knowledge and in equity, yet to a man that hath not labored therein shall he leave it for his portion. This also is vanity and a great evil. For what hath man of all his labor and of the vexation of his heart wherein he hath labored under the sun for all his days are sorrows and his travail grief. Yea, his heart taketh not rest in the night. This is also vanity. There is nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw, that it was from the hand of God. For who can eat, or who else can hasten hereunto, more than I? For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy, but to the sinner he giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. And this also is vanity and vexation of spirit. Now, is it wrong to enjoy this life? You have certain things in this life. Is it wrong for you to enjoy those things? There's a difference of opinion on this. A person is born into this world and grows into adulthood, and during that time when we were born and we're growing, We go to school. We learn a profession. We learn a trade. We learn a vocation. 
and certain skills we learn in order to support ourselves throughout life. And then we join a company or maybe we start one and we become good at what we do because we're trying really as hard as we can to learn and uh, to know all we can about our chosen vocation. And God prospers, and uh, a good living, and we do well, and financially we're blessed. And then we meet the love of our life, and we marry, and we establish a home, and then we build, or we buy a house, and children are born, and of course those children are precious to us, and we send them to school, And we protect them with everything that we have to protect them with, and we care for them, and we clothe them, and we instruct them in things that we know. We have friends, and we're happy. We enjoy children and grandchildren, and we're blessed. And I think I'm blessed way too much. (laughs) But that's up to God. He's the one that decides that. And so we're blessed and we hear the blessed gospel. Now that's a blessing to hear the gospel. Most of the people in the world never hear the gospel of Christ. And so God blesses us with hearing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we come to where we believe it, we can't wait to get together to hear it again. We want to hear it again and hear it again. And uh, if they're like you folks, it won't hardly go home after it's meeting's over, you won't stay and stay and talk and fellowship and I think that's good because that shows a love one for another. I've been in churches where as soon as the final Amen was said, people were already out the door. They're gone. <laughs> they don't want to talk to anybody. And uh, they've talked all they want to, and they've heard all they want to hear, so they're gone home. Let's go home. Now, old Solomon, the writer of this book, got depressed when he got to thinking that the good times would not last. We'll read verse 14 and 15 in our... Chapter, chapter 2, 14, The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walketh in darkness. And I myself perceived also that one event happeneth to them all. Then said I in my heart, As it happeneth to the fool, so 
it happeneth even to me. And why was I then more wise if the same things that happened to the fool happened to me? Why is it that I'm accounted more wise? And then I said in my heart that this also is vanity. And he said one day the fool is going to come to the end of life and and then he said I'm going the same way I'm going to go just like he did and he said that's vanity why do I have to go the same way the fool goes that's vanity fool and I go the same way Now, he's not right about that, but that's what Solomon said about that situation anyway. And uh, verse 17, Therefore I hated life, because the work that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me, for all is vanity and vexation of spirit. I've got to be just like the fool, so that's vanity and vexation of spirit. That's not right. So if that's not right, and I'm going the same way, and it's not uh, that, that's not good, why then do I want to improve myself and be wise? The fool and I go the same way. So why do I want to improve myself Verse 16, let's pick up verse 16 here. For there is no remembrance of the wise more than of the fool forever, seeing that which now is in the days to come shall all be forgotten. And how dieth the wise man? Just like the fool does. You see how he's thinking? <laughs> That's what we think sometimes. Why, why do, if I come into this world and, and die just like the, the fool do, does? And all these things I built, all these houses and these vineyards, and uh, he might go on and say the universities and the nations and all that we have built, somebody will misuse it. You see how defeated he is. Verse 19, Who knoweth whether he shall be as a wise man or a fool? Yet shall he have rule over all my labor wherein I have labored and wherein I have showed myself wise under the sun. This is also vanity. Who knoweth whether the man that follows me shall be a wise man or a fool? But he's going to have rule over all my labor. He's going to take everything that I left. And what's he going to do with it? And old Solomon is really defeated here in this. And then he begins to think a little bit right. Verse 24, There's nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. 
This also I saw that it was from the hand of God. So after all he's saying there, this life is good because it comes from the hand of God. Now you and I know, don't we, that the fashion of this world passeth away. That's what the book says. The fashion of this world passeth away. And it'll all be burned up. Then uh, is it wrong to work and build and improve our situation and educate our children and build nice houses and have friends and fellowship and work hard and rejoice in what we leave here? Is that wrong? Is that sinful to enjoy this earth? Is that sinful? We don't know what will happen to what we have made and built and so forth. It may be used for evil purposes. So is that wrong to enjoy it and leave all of this for somebody else to to make evil of? Is that right? And he said all of that, and then he said, but I'm going to enjoy it while I'm here. I'm going to enjoy it while I'm here. And God intends for us to enjoy it while we're here. We read verse 24, look at it. There's nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and make his soul enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw that it was from the hand of God. So it's good to enjoy what you have in this life. Now we know this world is temporary. It'll all perish. And I can't protect it after I'm gone. You can't either. I can't guarantee the continuation of anything even our church. I can't guarantee the continuation of anything in this life, but while we are here, by God's grace, we will enjoy the fruit of our labor because it is from the hand of God. It is from the hand of God. John the Baptist said that we don't have to turn to John 3.27. Most of you know John 3.27. He said a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. So if you receive everything you receive from heaven, so what we enjoy God has given us and every gift comes from Him, Who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not get from God? Everything you have is from God. 
The Lord maketh rich, and the Lord maketh poor, the Lord maketh alive, and the Lord maketh dead, and the Lord bringeth up, and the Lord putteth down, and the Lord raiseth the poor from the dunghill, and he puts them on the throne. It's all of God. Everything that happens is of God in this life. So it's not sinful to enjoy the gifts and the blessings that God has bestowed upon us. No, some people say it is, but it's not. I've had a nice place to live for the last 28 years. You folks have provided that for Shirley and I, but we've had a wonderful, nice place to live. And God gave it through you. I have nice clothing to wear. I have a wonderful family. And I have enough health left to function a little bit. And I have a fair mind. There's some that would argue with that, but I think I have a fair mind, you know, to to get a hold of things and know things. I have friends, I have a good church, and God gave all these things, and one day this life will end and it'll all be over. But while it's going on, there's nothing better than to give Him glory and praise and partake of His goodness. Nothing better. Verse 25, Who can eat or who else can hasten hereunto more than I? That's what Solomon said. I say the same thing. Who? Who has more than I have in this life and who enjoys it more than I? Verse 26, For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. And I know that what I have is from God. I don't doubt that in the, that in the slightest. And none of it is because I did it or deserve it. I know that the proper attitude toward these things is God's gift. If we have any humility, it wasn't worked up by us. That's for sure. Here's the key, verse 26. You see the word good? God giveth to a man that is good. Now, we know there's none good, no, not one. We all know that. But there are good men made good by the grace of God, and that's who he's talking about here. The good man, God giveth to a man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. And he's sanctified and made holy by the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's justified and redeemed and righteous by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and having a new heart and a new nature by the Spirit of God. And God gives to that man or woman many earthly blessings, but He gives something else also. He gives wisdom. You notice what that says? Wisdom and knowledge and joy so that they can enjoy these gifts. Wisdom. You have wisdom? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, if you will, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, talking about wisdom here that God gives. Wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God... It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe, for the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified under the Jews a stumbling block and under the Greeks foolishness, but under them which are called both Jews and Greeks Christ, the power of God. And look at this. The wisdom of God. So this wisdom is a who? The wisdom we have is a who? A person. The Lord Jesus Christ. This wisdom that enables you to enjoy the mercies and blessings of God is a person, our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's all the way you can enjoy the things of God is through the Lord Jesus Christ and wisdom that He gives enables us to understand that true riches are not material but spiritual, our relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we understand that because we have wisdom. I'm a wise man. You a wise person? I'm a wise man. Not because I worked it up, but because he gave it through Christ. And Moses saw that material things were not the real blessings. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And you and I know this because we're wise that uh, material things are not the real blessing. Hebrews 11 and verse 24. 11, 24. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect under the recompense of the reward. And God gave him wisdom 
And He has given you and me wisdom to know that it all came from Him by His grace in Christ and that the true riches are the Lord Jesus Christ. What would you rather have? Christ or ten million dollars? Well, what a silly question that is for you who know the Lord Jesus. You're not interested in money. To give you a little bean money in your pocket, you're happy. I am too. But everything in the material world will perish, but He never will. That's wisdom, and we know that. There are a lot of people who have material blessings, houses bigger than yours, and cars and clothes finer than yours, but they don't enjoy it. They don't like it. Because they do not have wisdom. Wisdom. All these uh, ball players get millions of dollars and they go out and get hooked on drugs and gambling and now they have nothing. They don't even have the millions of dollars left because they didn't have wisdom and they've given all that away. They don't enjoy life because they have no wisdom. But God gives to His people wisdom. 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 A nickel's enough, isn't it? If beans are a nickel a dozen, we'll get a dozen and be happy. And they may be a nickel a dozen now. I don't know how much they cost. It's all in Christ. Remember, true riches are not in possessions, but in the Redeemer. And we see things that are not seen. Our inheritance. I will inherit. We're moving off down to Galveston, but that's not an inheritance. That's something we're going to rent out so we can stay out of the rain. But one of these glad days before long, we will have our true inheritance and also we'll have joy and satisfaction when we awake with His likeness. Isn't that going to be wonderful? What are you going to look like? You awake with His likeness. Well, you still look like you do now to a certain degree, I'm sure. But, going to be a lot of improvements. <laughs> Paul had the true riches. He said, I know how to suffer, want, and I know how to abound. Do you know how to How to suffer want, and you know how to abound. You know how to have plenty of money, and you know how to have none. We've been through those cases. I don't know how many things we paid out by the month, $5 a month. We used to do that back yonder. They'd let you pay $5 a month. And uh, if we moved off somewhere... 
we'd go in the store and say, now we'll send you that $5 every month. And they'd say, that's fine, just send her on in. <laughs> that didn't take us three or four years finally to pay something off. Isn't that wonderful? Pay something off. But that, uh, back there, that was big money, you know. Five dollars was big money then. And if I, if I have plenty, God gave it to me, and I will enjoy what He gave, and this wisdom enables us to hold strongly to the Lord and to hold lightly to possessions, ready always to thank God for the true riches and to thank God for all those other things, but ready always to give them up without Him having to break our arm to get them away from us. We'll give them to Him gladly. Gladly. Then one has to have wisdom to acquire knowledge. Wisdom enables knowledge to hold on to that which is valuable and to use and improve the good things of life. Knowledge gives the strength and power to do things but wisdom directs knowledge in the right path. And that's the reason we have here in verse 6, God giveth to a man that's good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. We'll get to that joy in just a minute. We have knowledge, but what do we know? What do you know that's knowledge? Well, Paul said, I know whom I have believed. I know that. I know the source of every blessing is my Lord. He giveth and taketh away. I know the Son of God has come and given us an understanding. I know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. I know that. And I know the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I know how to be content. I know it's more blessed to give than to receive. Now that's wisdom. Wisdom applies knowledge. You understand what I'm saying? Wisdom applies knowledge. And we cannot apply knowledge rightly without wisdom. And just knowing facts can be dangerous and misused. And I know that when He shall appear, we shall see Him as He is and be just like Him. And the Lord has given us knowledge of Him and wisdom in the use of that knowledge. So we have wisdom, we have knowledge, and now the third thing is J-O-Y, joy. Then He gives joy. You have wisdom, you have knowledge, 
And then you have joy, and he gives that to the good man. And I told you who the good man was. He's the man that knows the Lord Jesus in the forgiveness of sin, and he's a good man. He's the one who has Christ's righteousness. And Christ is that joy, whether we be young or old. He's our joy. I'm looking forward to getting down yonder and see about the joy of the Lord. We know that sorrow endureth for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. We know that, don't we? God giveth to a man joy, and our joy is not in things. Our joy is in Him who gives things. Hmm. That man can enjoy all the mercies God has heaped upon him in this life, and they are better as the years Go by, not getting old and mean and depressed. Sometime I'm that way. Are you ever that way? Well, you're not old. Yeah, yeah Miss Goff is getting old now. <laughs> you're getting that way, but you're not mean and depressed. You're just getting old. I'm getting old. And... Oh, well, so what? Did what? Well, I'm glad you don't. I'm so glad. You don't look old. You look younger than I do. I believe you are in reality. You're just telling people you're that old. <laughs> oh. We love you, honey. I tell you what, you're loved by this all these people in this church. I love you. Hmm. Good, I'm glad. Solomon got mean and old and depressed for a little while, but he came out of it. I'm glad he did. Twenty-six, Verse 26, the last part. Let's see here. It says this. To heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. Uh, in his sight, for God giveth to a man that's good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. And then, but to the sinner, to the sinner he giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good. You see what that does? The one who is uh, a sinner, God gives him travail to gather and to heap up. Why? That he may give to him that's good before God. In other words, he's going to give everything he has to somebody that knows the Lord. You see that? Isn't that wonderful? That's what that means. We're all sinners, but he's talking here about the materialistic unbeliever. These are the ones who control most of the wealth of this world. And to that person, God gives travail 
And because they're in travail, they gather and heap up, but they don't have the knowledge of Him who gave it, nor the wisdom to use it properly, nor the grace to enjoy it. What can they do? Well, they work harder. They accumulate more. They reach for more honors and glory. And that's all they know. Let's get more and more. Someone asked J.C. Penney how much it would take to satisfy someone, and he said, more. <laughs> more. More, always more, more, always working to keep what they have and add to it. Never, never any comfort or real peace and joy, and they always fight for more. And then when they've gone, they leave this world, and they will. The relatives fight over the money. I've seen the fights on television that they're having. That that whatever her name was, she died. The Lord just killed her, killed her son, killed her. Fighting over that old man's money. I believe she really loved him. That's the only reason she married him. She loved him. Don't you believe that? My goodness, y'all are, oh, y'all are... Doubters, I, I know that that old man loved her and she loved him. And if he didn't have a nickel in this world, she'd still married him. Because he was her love. Y'all don't know much about love, do you? <laughs> oh, man, what they leave is... Is God's gift. They only have only travail and sorrow with it. Now this is the truth of it here. This says here that he may give to him that is good before God. I told you what that meant. These great tycoons are never happy. They always travail. They never have a peaceful day. And why? That he may give. You sit at your table tomorrow and you eat good things. Where'd you get it? You got it from him who's making millions and is always in travail. He's your servant. He's your servant. He builds a service station for you to buy gas at. And uh, they build hospitals to take care of God's people. And all their travail and work to heap up and gather up, God used it to bless His people. You've got to work somewhere. You've got to eat something. And surely didn't make the food we ate yesterday. Well, who made it? Well, old Sam Walton did. He made it and packaged it and made millions doing it. Then he died. But he's feeding God's people. And God put all of them in business just for the sake of his 
children that you might have food. Oh boy. This also is vanity and vexation of spirit. You see that? Not to us, but if that old boy knew he was just serving God's church, he'd be very unhappy. He might shut everything down. God said to Pharaoh, For this same purpose have I raised you up, that I might get glory in you. That's all they're raised up for, Sam Walton and all the rest of the gillionaires. God raised them up, and God raised up Pharaoh, why? To set Israel free. And God raised up all the rich moguls for the happiness, joy, and well-being of his church. Is it wrong to enjoy this life? No, it's very right. Very right. Now it's time to eat. We're going to get out of here, and what are we going to do? We're going to go and uh, enjoy some food that these billionaires put together for us. We'll go right over there and eat some things that they made for us. Verse 24, there's nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw that it was from the hand of God. And the more good things you have, means that God Almighty has blessed you more and more and more. And He just keeps giving you things from the rich people. He takes from them and gives it to you. And uh, they make more money, of course. They make money and they make more money. Then comes a day that they turn their toes up. And then what? They're gone. (laughs) Somebody else take over. All that money-making deal. And then they'll die. But we have to have them in order to have something to eat. So don't get mad at the rich people. Just take their food and eat it and enjoy it. And pay them for it. Get them more richer than they are. And uh, is it wrong to enjoy things in this life? It's the rightest thing in the world because God gave those things to you. Now, as far as I know, this is the last time I'll ever preach from this pulpit. Now, I may, I'll come back, and if there's a If there's an opening here and you want me to speak to you, I'll probably do that. But as far as I know, this is the last official time that I'll preach from this pulpit. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. 
28 years. I'm glad uh, I've been here 28 years. And the movers will come Friday and pack everything up. And uh, then Saturday, we'll all take off down for the big island. And Saturday night, we'll be moved in there. And uh, after that, who knows? Only God knows. Let's stand for prayer. Lord, our gratefulness is is so huge that we can't even begin to tell you how much we've enjoyed these 28 years. You know, we thank Thee for every hour of it that we spent here. We give Thee praise and honor and glory and we thank Thee in the name of the Lord Jesus, our blessed Savior. Bless these dear people. Bless this good church. And Lord, raise up a pastor. You've already have one, but uh, people don't know where he is. So I pray You'll lead and guide them to the right pastor. And may He come and do a good job of preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Supply every need to have. I pray in Christ's holy name. Amen. God bless you.